Dorfman, and Jason Smith. Here are your hosts, Jason Smith and Cliff Dorfman. Huzzah! Welcome to a new episode of Stuck at Home with me, Cliff Dorfman, and uh, And me, the guy who went outside of the house today with like only two of the eight buttons on his shirt button, so all you got to see was a big chunk of belly button. I I didn't notice that. Oh, no, well, that's because I fixed it before I went into your house. And also before I went into my house, but mostly I just <laughs> sailed, sailed to Calabasas today. Um, everybody doesn't know. I, 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 I nice. went and visited Cliff today to do some, uh, some business yeah, and, uh, yeah, all my belly was hanging out. Like, <clears throat> like, like, uh, the way you'd like the way that a belly would stick out if you're drinking like Keystone light, um, in an inner tube, you know, like just <laughs> Keystone on a waiting on a lazy river. Yeah, no, well, yeah, well, like no, in a in a regular river, like in a like in a in a Texas river, on a on <laughs> oh, an yeah. inner tube. Yeah yeah, 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 I've been to that river. Yeah, in Texas, by the Schlitterbahn. Well, this one's in Glen Rose. Oh, okay, I don't know yeah. that one. Yeah, listen, but um, one everywhere. There's one everywhere. Welcome to the show, everybody. Um, this is stuck at home with uh, with Cliff and Jason, and um, I'm trying to do this more often. But I want we, you know, this is the show where we go over all the all the shows and streaming and content that we love and we want you to love yeah, um, all the so streaming welcome. wars what you should stream and yes what jason said so welcome it's extreme no sorry that's stupid that's stupid i'd get it's cut not that terrible. out cut it out extreme it's yeah, not terrible it's, yeah it's not good it's not good though <laughs> well i mean stream yeah. let's just you know we could yeah. we could it's it's gonna it's gonna lose its meaning soon so let's not say it's much stream <laughs> stream 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 all right stop Stream. 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 It's not a word it anymore. It's not a word anymore. <laughs> it's just, so what do they call it? The it's something satiation? Yeah. Exactly. It's like sono satiation. Sati- I can't even say. See, that that's just words too. I, that <laughs> also is just a series of sounds. <laughs> How you doing, Jace? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'll, I'm gonna admit it. I'm tired right now. This minute I'm a little bit tired, but in a good way. Like this has been a like a busy week already. Right. And I got a lot of the big stuff handled early. And some so big now, stuff has happened. We're just big saying. stuff is you know just busy stuff. You know, just being busy. <clears throat> no, no, no. I'm just saying some big stuff has happened. Yeah. Big stuff has happened, <laughs> and I'm feeling. It's like, um, it's like I finally feel I'm ready, comfortable and ready to sleep. Like stress has kept me awake for five days, oh. and like now that that stuff's all taken care of, I'm like, oh man. Well, that's the kind of tired you feel is like ready to go to sleep. Tired. Well, just that. No, like mostly that just release, like that release, and I just want to sit in front of the the TV, maybe watch some AP Bio. Or, uh, you know, just cuddle up on the, like, I want to do one of those cat things. I wish it was cool enough that I could set up a fire. I'd put in some, put on some AP bio. I'd cuddle up on like a little rug and I'd just let people like, like, and I'd like to have dreams like a little dog or a cat where I just like chase something in my sleep while I watch television. You would go back to Peacock to rewatch the third season. Yeah. Oh, I liked it so much. Really? Yeah. I love it. Drop something. Yeah. Drop the little bottle. Wait, but you liked it that much, you would go back to Peacock. Oh, I'd watch it again. Yeah, I, you know me, and we've talked about this. I like to watch yeah. shows twice. Like, I'm, I'm going through Shit's Creek again, even though I already did it, because How I feel it like second time? it's so good. And, and I think oh. that's the thing for me with certain shows. Like, when, you, when I stream them and if I, if I binge them too fast, I have this tendency to miss some of the best jokes or kind of skip through things as I'm, you know, staying, fo- like, my focus goes in and out. And so watching it a second time, there's there's things I definitely remember. I, I remember all the plot to it, but it's the the individual little jokes and the little ways that people say certain things that you catch that you missed the first time or you just aren't paying it. I'm just not paying attention to that I love. So it's like it's almost like finding my own Easter eggs on a show that, you know, that second time through. Well, yeah, you know, I think also what you bring up is a good point because I think you stay uh <clears throat> As individuals, we stay into like storylines that pique our interest, like A or B. You know, some people even follow a C and you miss the A or B, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, so watching it the second time, you're really getting the fuller dynamics. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 sometimes, especially, you know, obviously shit. Oops, that was me. Yeah, obviously. Right. That was nice, though. Right? Oh, hey. Now we're uh, back. He just um, flashed the stuck at home logo <laughs> just for no reason. Obviously, with, with shows like Shit's Creek, the, uh, the plot line doesn't really matter as much, but like when you watch like a really heavy serialized show, you kind of get so invested in the plot that you like mm-hmm. want to push through and binge through all these episodes. Yeah. Which is great. Except when you take a step back and like watch it actually after you've seen it, cause you need to get to the end. Like I have this thing, like I need to get, I need to see how utopia ends. Right. I need to see how that right. season ends. Right. 
Like but then, know, what happens? What's the yeah. big ending? And it needs, I need to know that if I start that on a Friday, I need to know that by Saturday afternoon or Sunday, right? I need right. to get through that. But then if I come, come back to it, it's like, okay, take my time, enjoy the show, enjoy the pieces of it. Like, like I, it's almost like, I feel like I'm cramming it for college. Like I gotta, uh-huh. I gotta get it done for the paper, but once the paper's written, let me enjoy it. Let me go back through it and actually like, like devour the actual content. By the way, and that's that's a great lead into our guest today, which we're going to talk to for a little while about what's going on on Peacock and what's going on on what is it, Chromecast? Chromecast. Chromecast. Uh, so, so you know, I think we should just bring them on, right? And let's kind of get into the nitty gritty of this, and then we can BS about Lovecraft and other stuff that we like at our leisure. Uh, but I, I'm really excited. So let's, with no further ado, let's get on Jason Gerwin from the Streamable, ladies and gentlemen. Jason Gerwin from the Streamable. Hey guys. There you go, buddy. How you doing? Welcome to the show. Good. How are you guys doing? Doing excellent. Thank you very much. Jason says he's doing fine, too. I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so uh, right before the show, we were talking, uh, you're in Miami, Jason? I am in Miami. 90 degrees and humid every day. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's not a dry heat. <laughs> not at all. Yeah, okay. And uh, you're liking it there? You're okay? Everyone's good? Everything's Everyone's positive. good. Okay, I like good, hearing that. Yeah. I like hearing that. So why don't you first, before we start, tell me a little about what the streamable is. Sure. So the streamable is the destination for streaming enthusiasts. We help you figure out what streaming device you need, what streaming services to sign up for, and the best streaming content across it. So we really think of ourselves as the matchmaker between you and every streaming decision that you have to make. I love that. I love that. And, and, um, in, in, doing that let's i guess broach do, do you like what you do you know because i love this you know talking about this and getting into the nitty-gritty and the the meta of it i feel like streaming has become like the new topic of conversation everywhere like the streaming wars like everyone wants to talk about what they're watching yes. everyone wants to talk about what services they have what they don't yes. have what they're willing to pay for whose service they're borrowing from a family member or friend right like <laughs> Like it's become the like the topic of conversation, especially with movie theaters closed. No one has any other real entertainment content to talk about. I look, I agree completely, and I, you know, it just reminds me of how smart we are for getting into this side of the business. Because you <laughs> exactly. see that announcement about Disney, and now they're only focusing on streaming. Yeah, I, you know, that that came out pretty late yesterday, and I thought it was interesting. I mean, it was a lead up into a week before they announced Soul was going straight to Disney Plus on Christmas Day, and I think, you know, there's still it still seems like they're sorting out exactly how that will play out. But I, I found it interesting that they're now allowing the creative teams to basically decide, okay, we're going to create content for Disney Plus, we're going to create content for theatrical, we're going to create content to TV. And then you have a totally separate division where it's just distribution, optimizing how you're going to get that through the funnel and figuring out where's the best place for it. Yeah. Well, if they say though, I mean, for Disney though, they're, you know, for, for this size, you know, uh, global corporation to, to say that they're focusing mainly on streaming, does this not, you know, uh, flip a domino? Yeah, I, I think it's going to ultimately come down to how much they actually do it. I think it's really easy to put out a new org chart and say, hey, we're 100% focused on streaming. But I think like when we see Black Widow going straight to Disney Plus because movie theaters aren't opening, then we know they're focused on streaming. Like well, That was I, my next question. What do you think about Black Widow? I. I think it's one of the few movies they have in the can that would be a blockbuster in theaters. So I think they're going to wait as long as possible mm. for that. But I could see them starting to consider moving other content that they might have ready to go to Disney+. Plus. And I think part of the reason is one of the major selling points to Disney+, Plus is it has all of the new theatrical releases about six months after they come out in theaters. Right. And if there's no slate from 2020 in theaters, it's going to mean they're going to have less and less content going into 2021 on Disney Plus, which, you know, ultimately to retain customers is going to be a problem. Yeah, I, I listen, I agree with everything you're saying. So so let's let's move on for a second. I, I wouldn't mind getting back to Disney because that's a uh, that's an interesting oddity in and of itself. But let's let's move to another interesting oddity, in my opinion, which is uh, Peacock. Yeah, Peacock, I think, has been one of the 
few companies from, you know, coming from NBC that has tried to do streaming a little bit differently than everyone else. In fact, if you look at what they're doing, it's very similar to what Hulu did when it first came out, right? Like Hulu, I think today everyone thinks of having, you know, the $6 a month plan and, you know, uh, you know, $11 ad free plan. But when it first came out, there was a free tier and there was no paid tier whatsoever. And then they added that later. And that's more mm -hmm. or less what Peacock is trying to do. Right. They're trying to do it with just NBC shows and original programming. Uh, but they, they did a little tricky thing, which is not like great. I didn't think. Uh, what, what's the response you've been getting on this? I complain about it. The, the idea that like, you let me watch one episode of one of your original shows. But if I want to watch the rest of the show, I got to buy a month of Peacock. So to be honest, I feel like they didn't have a choice. Right. Ultimately, the way they're trying to make money on this is it's going to be, they're going to have this very basic free tier. And then they have this middle tier, which is free for a lot of people. It's free for all Xfinity subscribers, whether mm -hmm. you have internet or TV through them, it's free for all Cox customers. So like, there's a lot of people who are getting that paid tier for basically nothing. But I think it's, it, ultimately, I think it's not that different than what you're seeing like a CBS.com do or, um, you know, Fox.com where even in-season shows that air on network, they're really only giving you one or two of the most recent episodes now, unless you authenticate with your, your cable credentials. Right. But here's the thing, too. It's which is a weird thing. And I don't think networks, per se, have gotten this together yet. Um, what do you think? This idea of um, how, do you, how do you say it? They're, they're, they're OK. Let's use connecting for an example. Right. It comes out Thursday nights on NBC, whatever that is anymore. And then right. you get it Friday on Peacock. If you you know, if you stream Peacock. Right. It's not free on Peacock. Correct. Uh so all in first season shows will be free on Peacock. All, all past with ads. of shows. Correct. With ads. Right. So what comes out on Thursday at NBC now I watch on Friday on Peacock if I'm a member, even for free with ads. So exactly. how, how does this now connect? In other words, how do you start creating the new shows from within Peacock and not filtering, filtering them down from, oh, we created this in NBC like we've been doing for 50, 80 or whatever years and we're giving it to Peacock? Like, don't you feel yeah, there's a I, disconnect? Yeah, I think, you know, I think part of that has just been because their original slate has been light because of COVID. A lot of that has been pushed back. You know, obviously Saved by the Bell is probably the most well-known one coming coming to uh, Peacock, you know, later uh, in November. Unless that's um, R-rated, I could, I could pass. They, they also, you know, bought the rights to uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air dramatic reboot which was you know really big on youtube when the, the trailer came out uh the teaser came out a, a couple years ago um so you know i i think they they certainly are are going to have to think and i think all the streaming services are going through this like how do you decide what goes where what goes on my network what goes on my cable channels what goes on my streaming service um and yes. you know you can't and you're not going to be able to please everyone from the customer, from your distribution partners. So I think that's going to be the big challenge is figuring out what goes where. At least to date, it seems like with Peacock, they're really betting big on reboots, right? Besides mm. Saved by the Bell and Fresh Prince, they have a Punky Brewster reboot going yeah, on there. That. And they're also um, doing that, um, that rock show, right? The Rock's Life as a kid. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because so, we didn't know enough about them. Yeah. <laughs> I exactly. mean, listen, and it could be good, by the way. I have you no leave idea. the rock alone, Cliff. I, I mean, I'm not going to leave the rock alone. He's in the, the position to not be left alone. He I mean, it's this. 200 million Instagram <laughs> followers are going to come after you. Listen, you know what? They're, they'd be right to. I would not even argue. I'd be like, you know, that guy in uh, Beauty and the Beast. Like, Let them come. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Elbow, Cliff. You're asking for a people's elbow. A people's elbow. That's, a, that's, a, that's very interesting. Okay, so um, I don't know why I got into The Rock. Let's get off The Rock. But these, this is what I'm saying about the original programming. There seems to be Leave a disconnect. The Rock alone, like, Clifford Dorn. It's not going to happen, huh? Oh, now you're saying my name, so they get it right in the canceled part of this? Hashtag Clifford Dorfman <laughs> hates The Rock. Hashtag. I love The Rock. 
I love The Rock. I have nothing against The Rock. I just Hashtag. think it's like we. I'm oversaturated. Are you, you not oversaturated with The He's Rock? The most electrifying man in sports entertainment, Clifford Dorff. Yeah, sports entertainment. Okay, listen, Jason. Do you like The Rock? I'm a big fan of The Rock. I mean, <laughs> I, I certainly don't want to get on The Rock's bad side. Uh, oh no, me I, me either. By the way, I don't I, I don't want to get on his bad side. I just feel like I've seen enough of him for a minute. Like you know, I'd like him to Paul Hogan for a while. <laughs> that's all. Now that's a knife. Wow, wow. You I'm just, just saying. Just I suddenly want to see Paul, Paul Hogan. I, I don't think I, I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. No. So listen, I, that's what they said about Paul Hogan. <laughs> I'm just saying. I suddenly want to see what they say on Family Guy. I suddenly want to see all of him and then none of him. <laughs> okay, so let's get back to what we were actually talking about before Jason tried to get me in trouble with The Rock. Uh, not Jason. I'm sure. well, there's two Jasons now. Cliff, so, Cliff I versus mean, The Rock in WrestleMania 2021. That's not a versus. That's just the slaughter. That's not like a verse. Okay, Jason, come on. This is what we do here. So, so this is what I am saying, though. I do feel we're seeing a disconnect. We're not seeing what we see at HBO Max, per se, or, you know, where HBO Max seemed to make a much more seamless move even with the shift in staff to the original content seeming on point on brand and flowing which i do not see at peacock and i'd like you to tell me i'm wrong or you know i I think think, i think hbo max is is a very different beast when you think about it like if you think about the content that is launched on hbo max almost all the really successful ones would have launched when it was just hbo right like there have been very few breakout Max originals, which have come to HBO Max, like the you know, the biggest, yeah, you know, Lovecraft, yeah, but but Lovecraft would have been on HBO uh, directly, right? Oh, like was Ridley, it developed by HBO? Yeah, I mean oh. the the big the biggest one being you know Ridley Scott's show on Raised by uh, Wolves, you know, was made for HBO Max. You know, earlier this year when it first launched, you know, Love Life with Anna Kendrick was probably the mo- their most popular Max original, probably, you know, before Raised by Wolves. But, you know, I think they just had a much more natural fit because when you think of HBO and more so HBO Max, you think of original content, right? Like right. versus something like Peacock, original content is kind of jammed in there, right? Peacock is more or less like, you know. Well, a- is it? I mean, why did I watch NBC? Didn't I watch NBC to see Seinfeld and Friends? I mean, when they were actually original, you know what I mean? Like, or whatever they have on now, shouldn't I be wanting original content from them? You definitely you should, <laughs> but I, but I, but I, but I think when I think of Peacock, I think more of library content there mm. than original, right? Like the original to me seems like a value add. Like I think of the fact yeah. that you can go and watch all of Parks and Recreation, right? The fact that you know in January you'll be able to watch every episode of The Office, right? It's it's to me the background TV that you were watching on Netflix has now shifted to Peacock and they've done Mm. more than that, right? Like they now, they also have their pseudo live linear channels, right? You, you flip to the left and you have, you know, 50 live TV channels where you can watch, you know, every episode. You're doing air quotes there, Jason. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) On live Live, TV. (laughs) Live. Exactly. You can watch every episode of keeping up the Kardashians and kind of lean back and watch it. Like my wife's dream is to be able to have a 24 seven, you know, channel that's just law and order episodes. Right. And, Ooh, you know, Peacock could, Peacock could definitely do it. Right. Like right. that, 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 that to me is what Peacock is, is meant for. It's, it's, hmm. you know, there's, there's been this whole bunch of these free streaming services, whether it's Pluto TV or Tubi or Zumo. And I feel like Peacock is, is the one that's kind of in the middle of what I would call like the top tier streaming services where you get, you know, an HBO Max or a Netflix or a Disney Plus, where it's you get a little bit about what you get on those, the original content, but you're mostly getting library where where you'll be able to fill in your time with some entertainment content. Listen, Jason, I gotta say that's the first intelligible answer I've gotten as to why Peacock should exist. I, I really what are, I, what are you watching on Peacock out of curiosity? Nothing. I watched AP no. Bio. That was what I thought was like, I'm an original content guy. So when you tell me the third season of AP Bio is only available on Peacock, then I'm buying it. You know, I, tr- I started to watch Swim show and then I, I didn't mind it. Swim's great. That guy's great. He's from Ted Lasso. Uh, but then when you asked me to pay, I was like, no, I'm not going to pay for that. 
you know, and I was like, offer me 10 more things, then maybe I'll pay. So I never looked at it like, uh, oh, I can just watch these shows there and just have it in the background. Yeah, the other reason why we've seen a lot of people upgrade is because it has some live so, you know, the premium subscription also has Premier League. So previously you had to spend about 70 bucks a year for this Premier League package through something called NBC Sports Gold. And that shifted to the paid tier of Peacock. So, you know, they're trying to find different angles to bring in customers, whether it's the originals, whether it's sports, whether these, these you know, synthetic live channels, you know, mm -hmm. libraries. You know, they're, they're trying a little, they're trying to have a little bit of everything because, you know, they're kind of trying to recreate, you know, the idea of a cable bundle, right? You have to have a little bit of something for everyone in order for it to fit for the whole family. It's why, it's why Netflix kills it, right? Like Netflix has so much content on there. No matter who's in your family, you're going to have something to watch. Yeah, that's a whole other beast in and of itself. So let's take a let's take a little shift and and let's go to Chromecast, right? So so explain for you know let's do Chromecast for dummies. Certainly. So you know I think if you look at the last you know five years of streaming devices, the two with the biggest growth have been Roku and Fire TV. Um, you know, the Chromecast originally came out in 2013 and, you know, it made it really easy to go from your mobile device and put it on your TV. But what it was really missing is it had no interface and it had no remote. So unless you had your phone with you um, and the app already download on your phone, there was no real easy way to do it. So about uh, two yeah. weeks ago, Google came out with you know, their total reinvention of the Chromecast, which now comes with, you know, a remote with, you know, easy accessible buttons to launch YouTube and Netflix. Um, and it has a built-in interface uh, built on Android TV, but they also have a custom skin on top of it, which lets you do searches across streaming services. So if in the remote, you can do voice search, you can say, um, you know, watch uh, Friends, it will go across all the different streaming services and figure out which one has friends. Um, and then you're a couple clicks away from, from watching it. Um, so, you know, when I think about, you know, the streaming wars on one side being streaming services and then the other being streaming devices, I think Fire TV and Roku have a true competitor in Google for the first time. Um, and I think one of the big reasons is they've, you know, historically Roku has been Switzerland, but really, Android TV and this Chromecast is, it's, you know, the only device besides Apple TV that has both HBO Max and Peacock and then, you know, all the other streaming services out there. Chromecast. Roku, yeah. Right. Uh, is the only one, say that again, is the only one that has HBO Max? Only one that has HBO Max and Peacock besides mm -hmm. Apple TV. But obviously Apple TV is $180 device. This Chromecast is 50 bucks. So, um. That's a big deal. You know, what do you guys yeah, say? I'm just curious because I, I have a, I just got some I got one of those Nest uh, setups in my house for the web the internet and so I have like a you can play a bunch of Chromecast a lot of different things and I got one of those little screens that I can Chromecast like Netflix or like direct to the one thing that's yeah. missing is auto or Amazon is Amazon on Chromecast. Uh, it is, yeah. Prime Video okay. is on is on Chromecast. It's on Chromecast. Wow. It's just not on the uh, the Nest suite of software, which is fine. Exactly. I'm just curious. Okay, that that makes me happy because, like you said, it's one of the few that has everything. Roku does. Roku has everything now, right? Or as Roku has Peacock, no HBO Max. Fire TV doesn't have Peacock and HBO Max. Apple TV has them all. Uh -huh. um, you know, I think ultimately none of these. I think ultimately all of these devices will have everything, but yeah. you know these these streaming app and streaming device deals have kind of become like the carriage disputes of cable yeah. companies and, Absolutely. and channels. Well, and, and Roku is the only one that has an Apple TV app, right? None of the others do. So that, sorry. So Chromecast, that's the one thing that it's missing. It does not have the Apple, Apple TV app. But, um, but I think that the only place I've seen that is Roku. Is there anywhere else that actually has that Apple TV app? Yeah, it is on fire TV. Oh, it is on um, fire. It is on a, yeah, it is on a bunch of smart TVs, um, but uh, but yeah, I, I like to me uh, it, it's for it, it's for the first time like Google's really entering this game. I think the one thing that's a big challenge for them though is unlike your phone, which you may upgrade every you know 
every year, every other year. Your streaming devices, the same streaming devices you bought in 2015, 2016, still work really well. So I think that's going to be their biggest challenge is, you know, how do you get someone to go and switch to the Chrome app if you already have a house full of Fire TVs, if you already have a house full of Roku's that already work pretty well? He doesn't know when he does that. He never figures it out. It takes him a long time. <laughs> so for me, <laughs> thanks, Jason. So for me, <laughs> I uh, I have Apple TV, so I'm not switching to anything. But I mean, you look at Roku, for example, they still can't get a deal with HBO Max. It's, it's a challenge. And, you know, the bigger that Roku has gotten, you know, the harder it's been. You know, we, we you know, reported a story a couple weeks ago when they were negotiating with Peacock. Um, Roku really wants three things from their partners. They want you to um, allow them to put their ad inventory. They, they want ad inventory. They want to use um, their ad technology in your app. Um and and then on on top of it, they want content for their free streaming service, the Roku channel. Um, and those deals have you know gotten harder and harder to broker because of that. You know, wait, wait, wait. slow down a second. They want HBO Max to make shows for them. So they don't want them to make shows. So you know, the deal that they made with Peacock, NBC Universal is going to provide some content to the Roku channel. It's what not necessarily going to be let's say they have, so the Roku channel is a free streaming service. It gives you on-demand shows. It comes with your Roku device. They actually, it's now on mobile and Fire TV too. Um, what they'll do is they'll go to a company like NBC and say, hey, we want for this month on-demand access to, um, you know, one season of This Is Us, right? And they'll, they'll put it on the Roku channel. So okay. they... So they want library content, they want movies, um, and Roku feels, you know, they're 40 million active devices, they can help these media companies make money by putting it on the free streaming service. Um, but, you know, that that's obviously been the challenge is trying to figure out how to come to a deal with these, these companies. It was pretty easy before when Roku was Switzerland and said, hey, anyone can launch an app on us. You don't actually have to give us anything. Right. But now when they basically make no money on the actual hardware, they need to make money on the software. Um, and, and so it's become a challenge to make more and more of these deals. Well, yeah, but then it comes down to, is it even worth it for HBO Max? You know, at the end of the day, I don't think a direct-to-consumer business can survive if they're not on 80 million devices, 40 million on Roku, 40 million on 40 on Fire TV. You're, you're just not going to be competitive in this. So they're going to have to make a deal. I think right now the question is how good of a deal that they can make um, mm -hmm. with the terms in there. The other major sticking point right now for HBO Max is they have plans next year to launch an ad-supported tier at a price point that's less than the $14.99. Oh. And and that's been the challenge in reaching deals with Fire TV and Roku is negotiating how much of that ad inventory will those platforms actually get um, by allowing them to distribute the you know the ad supported version on there. Let me ask you something though: with a place like HBO Max, where we go for completely uncensored content, if they do an ad supported tier, is that going to mean that companies are going to have a say in creative content, like you know, like so, the old networks? So that's a great question. I, you know, the, what we've heard ultimately the ad supported tier will look like is there will be no ads on the HBO content. So like the same content that you would have seen prior to HBO Max, there won't mm -hmm. be ads where they will be ads is on the Max content. Um, so some of, you know, the reality shows, um, mm. some of the, uh, library of movies that you'll get on there. Um, and so I, I don't think we'll run into the creative issues. It, it, it's not going to be like you're going to be watching Lovecraft Country and it's going to cut to a commercial break from like, you know, you know, Swiffer and then come back Thank to uh, the, 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 the <laughs> Listen, rest of the show. That would not, I got to tell you, Jason, that would not surprise why I asked the question. I mean, because as a creator, that's a fear. You go to those places totally. that like the last bastions of places where you can do whatever you want. You know, and, and, and you, you know, so FX now they have uh, ads, you know, you can watch it with ads, uh, but half the time now, I don't know if I'm watching FX's ads or Hulu's ads. I don't know whose ads I'm watching because I fast forward them because I'm on a DVR. Uh, 
to be honest, I find the FX on Hulu strategy really bizarre. I, I think it's, <laughs> I, I think it's super confusing. To be honest, I actually think they should have gone the other way. I think they should have rebranded FX Hulu and just made it like the Hulu original channel on cable and move some of Hulu's shows over to cable and basically use that whole original thing as being the original content engine. But yeah, yeah. that's smart because you don't know what it is. There's FX on Hulu and then there's FX that goes to Hulu the next day. Right. Right. I mean, that's kind of the split. Yeah. And, and it's kind of a, uh, you know, something that's going on right now, just because there were shows that, came into play before the FX on Hulu deal was, was, uh, was made. Um, so, you know, I, if it's still going two or three years from now, you won't see that basically everything, the moment it goes on FX will appear immediately on Hulu, but we're in this like weird window right now where, you know, old distribution deals are still in place. So, uh, one of our listeners, uh, Dylan uh, asked the difference between the $50 and the $180, you know, in devices can best be explained by, uh, you know, the Apple TV hardware, if you're a gamer, um, you certainly are getting a much more powerful device on there. I think for most people, though, you know, these $50 devices really do everything. You know, both the Chromecast and the Fire TV Stick 4K um, both support Dolby Vision and Dolby Atmos. You know, Roku's streaming stick plus, which is also 50 bucks, doesn't support Vision Atmos, but also does 4K and HDR. You know, I, I find it getting harder and harder to recommend an Apple TV to people. But um, Apple does all of them right now? Yeah, Apple does do all of them. Okay, so that's uh, one reason. Yeah, you know, certainly that, if you that is it. a reason. Yeah. <laughs> a reason. Uh, a reason. Um, <laughs> You know, Roku is getting AirPlay support later this year, which may be a workaround to get HBO Max on Roku devices. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think like for me, if I was buying new devices for my house, I don't think I would consider spending, you know, over 50 bucks um, for them. And, you know, especially coming on the holiday season, like even today, Amazon Prime Day, you know, Fire Stick devices are 30 bucks, right? Like think about two or three years ago. Could you imagine getting, you know, a 4K streaming device for 30 bucks? It's, but know, what do I get with Fire Stick? You know, do I get all the apps I want just like on Apple? Yeah. So, you know, obviously they don't support Peacock and HBO Max, but, you know, Netflix, Prime Video, um, Apple TV Plus, um, your music apps like Spotify, YouTube, live streaming apps like YouTube TV and Fubo and Sling. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's similar no to HBO max, yeah. no HBO max, but well, you I'm can sorry. use H you can both on Roku and fire TV access HBO, um, which you'll basically get all the HBO content, like, you know, Lovecraft country, you know, succession, so on, but you won't get any of the, the max original series. I mean, at a certain point at $150, you could probably get an Xbox S one S which costs about $150 right now. And I'll have all the streaming channels there too, right? Mm. They have everything except, yeah, they have all the, all the streamers. That's really yeah, interesting. The, the other big name, uh, uh, device Nvidia shield, which is an Android TV, um, box, which costs about $150. It's, you know, probably the hardcore streaming enthusiast favorite device, um, uh, mm-hmm. because it has a built-in hard drive. It supports this service called Plex, where you can keep your own personal movie and TV library. Um, so, you know, a lot of people, if they're really into streaming, especially if they have, you know, their own, you know, they're ripping their old DVDs and want to put them on their, their own hard drive, you know, that's the one that, that they usually go to. So, you know, if, if you want to do that, 150 bucks, you know, kind of makes sense. Hey, do you remember back when all we had to you know, argue about was whether Blu-ray or regular, what DVD technology was going to win. Yeah, exactly. Like, and now people are like DVDs. What's that? Yeah, This exactly. is where we are. So, all right, let me ask you one more question before I let you go, which is this, where do you see us in a year from now? And then where do you see us in five? Are we going to be out of quarantine in a year? That's, that's my first question. <laughs> well, uh, let's not even talk about the quarantine. Let's just say uh, we're, we're in some new normal. Yeah. 
I, so I think a year from now, HBO Max and Peacock will be on all of the major streaming devices. Uh, I think, you know, the the biggest question I have for a lot of these is what's production going to be like because of COVID, because that's obviously going to be the impact on, on original series. Right. Um, you know, I view the world in five years really being about people picking, you know, the one or two major streaming service that's mm-hmm. going to serve their home, whether, you know, in five years, it's going to be Netflix or HBO Max um, or, you know, Prime Video. Everyone will have what is their primary streaming service, and then they'll pick two or three that they want to supplement it with. If you have kids, maybe you'll have Disney Plus, or if you want Mandalorian for a couple months, you will. Um, I think ultimately, though, I think what we'll figure out is people will, you know, there will be ways to make this easier for people where you'll be able to turn on and off your streaming services, Mm. um, where if, you know, I think we're going to be gone from a world like cable where you have it every month of the year. You know, if you want Netflix for the full year, you can, but if you want Peacock for one or two months, you can too. Um, and I think that's what's really exciting about this is it's giving people the flexibility around this. My one hope is that, you know, places are, are seamless and easy to find where you can get your content because my biggest fear is yep. long term. No one's going to know where anything is. Exactly. Um, so. Like AMC and AMC Plus. What exactly. the fuck? You know, like AMC Plus has Killing Eve. AMC Plus has Gangs of London, which is, I think, one of the best shows on TV right now. And uh, how the hell do you fight? If you don't have your Apple TV and you go inside the Apple TV to find AMC Plus, by the way, if I go onto AMC, the actual app that I used to have, it wants me to, um, you know, what's the thing? Uh, uh, put a code in, you know, uh, uh, the device. Yeah, exactly. Authenticate it, which is like, wait, I'm already watching it. And that's one of the things that we didn't talk about Netflix about. I think the power of Netflix is they are your first thought when you turn on your streaming device, right? You open Netflix to see what's on Netflix. And that's why whether the show is good or bad, they can get it in front of you and get you to know it. They're essentially the grid guide of streaming, right? Like you go in to to figure out what you're going to watch and only if there's nothing on netflix will you go to another streaming service or if there's a certain show you want to watch on a different streaming service yeah, listen you're, you're not wrong i mean i'm a little different because i have hulu um with the live tv package and the dvr uh yeah. and there my, my add-ons are on there so i might check out my dvr first and hulu gets me into their portal first but i think you're right and that's a very important thing you're bringing up what portal is going to like one device to rule them all You know, like everyone's trying to get you in the portal and keep you in the portal. Exactly. And I think that's what these streaming devices are doing. They're trying to make their home screen experiences more about content than apps. Like you'll notice, you know, Apple TV and Roku, it's, you know, a list of apps, Chromecast and and, uh, Fire TV is really about the shows that are available on those apps. And I think everyone long term are going to shift to that model because, Mm. you know, they're going to have to help consumers figure out what they can watch with the services they subscribe to. Yeah. And Apple does it a little and up next. But, you know, Jason, you're red lighting, aren't you? Yeah. Okay. Apple does it a little and up and you know, up next, but yes, I think that is the next divide that we have to cross. So Jason, I can't thank you enough. This has been absolutely fascinating. Uh, my Jason, do you have anything? Um, no, I just want to let you guys know what was really going to happen in a year. In one year, the Dwayne Johnson show will be, uh, the biggest (laughs) show on TV. And in five years, um, they're going to change the name of Peacock to the rock, uh, streaming service. And uh, everything's going to be Dwayne. The, the is it rock. going to be the rock max or the rock plus it'll just be the rock this the rock okay. yeah the rock the pronounced like peacock with the same influence as the rock yeah raku yeah everything's changing okay everything will be a rock pun just like the flintstones <laughs> that's just terrible all right ladies and gentlemen jason gerwin check out the streamable thank you for being here please come back jason great right, day thanks, great thanks, talk Jay. thanks very much thanks guys yeah jason gerwin streamable all right. What's up, Jason? My awesome. Jason. No, I thought that, that, that was really interesting. It's really a weird setup with all that stuff. And um, it's yeah. good to have somebody help clarify it because it's still so funky with all that stuff. Like the, the answer to all this stuff is, you know, you know, I, I think Peacock has a it has a like you said, it's a very difficult one for me because I don't need all that content. And what I saw happening was, you know, 
basically friends was already somewhere. It was on Netflix. Right. Right. And some of the other shows, oh, the office was on Netflix or wherever it was. And so it was really like, I didn't feel like I got new stuff. I feel like they took stuff from other places and put it there. Yeah. Um, and I'm interested. I think NBC actually has a really good track record for comedies and for these, you know, with yeah. the Thursday stuff. And I'm excited for when they start putting out that kind of content on there and making it, you know, specific to the, to the, um, to the, uh, to the app. Um, so that part of it, I, I I'm really, really interested in. Um, I agree with you. Let them get their shit together and start actually programming. Right. Well, I, and I think that that's one thing that, that, you know, not that it needs to be talked about now, but uh, I thought Jason did such a really kind of brought up like COVID has really put a damper on how things are getting made. Mm -hmm. And between this and Quibi, like putting these, it's almost like they had a plan. We're putting it out in June. We're not going to change that. We're going to keep putting it out on June and maybe not have those, those offerings. there quite ready, but um, you know, I didn't think I'd like HBO max to be honest with you. And it's my favorite one. Like right now, HBO max is the, the, the best, you know, one ring to rule them all. Exactly. It is one device to rule them all. And that's why I think, you know, at the end of the day, if Apple doesn't figure out the price point, because right now, no matter what you buy an Apple, you have everything. Yep. You're missing nothing. Except a hundred dollars. Yeah. In my opinion, you know, listen, I can afford it. So I have privilege, yeah. right? So uh, yeah. I can't say in my opinion, it's worth it. Yes. Cause I can afford it. No, I, I think that there's some really great stuff on there. And I actually really like the Chromecast cause I like the streaming stuff that you can do. Like I told you, like I can get Quibi, Quibi happen on my anything now. So I don't have to watch it there. That doesn't, some of those things from Apple are missing, but I, I agree with you. I think that, um, how much Apple, is the new Apple? Uh, 200 bucks, 200 bucks, 150 or 200. It's uh, hard drive size. So that, you know, cause it's got the games and you can do some other stuff with it. It's a little bit of a different type of machine. Um, right. actually I wanted to talk to you. You guys said something like, well, DVDs and Blu-rays are all dead. Um, and they absolutely you, are, but for most, people. Oh no, hundred <laughs> percent. I, I haven't bought anything. Like I haven't bought a video game. Like I, I, I had to like check the That's DVD and CD point. players for my games. Cause I like to download all that stuff. Um, I don't want to like, my goal is to have nothing, no physical media. I don't care about ownership. Like as long as I could watch it, I don't care if I own it or it's just over here in this file right um, yeah, it could be on a terror drive you don't care yeah, i don't care but yes. um yesterday uh dc the animation studio for dc put out uh uh a, a, a straight to video uh animated uh episode of uh, batman uh called death in the family which is the story of when the robin gets killed and this happened in the 80s um and there was a one high 900 number that happened and you could call in and vote whether you wanted robin to live or die back then. And they actually wrote into the comic. They expected Robin to live. They only really wrote that side, but everybody overwhelmingly voted for Robin to die because people are assholes and you don't give them a one 900 number and an option. <laughs> so they basically had to change the whole course of everything because everybody voted for him to die and they killed him. Um, they brought him back a decade later, but you know, they, the whole story's changed. So Did you vote. Oh, no, I, no, no, I didn't vote. One 900 number. Like you you didn't kidding me? 900 numbers. Oh, my mom would kill me. No way. <laughs> Linda no way! Linda would have no got the I switch out. Me, oh, 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 I, pick a switch! I, I didn't fuck it. Yeah, pick a switch. Pick a I switch! I did not touch one nine hundred numbers. I did not touch the booze in the fucking anything. Like even like the I was I stayed away from all that stuff. But uh, I was scared to death of the one nine hundred stories. Right, like the you hear about the kid who made like ten thousand dollars worth of one nine hundred calls. Um, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, the urban myths, but it probably happened. It probably happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, because those things were were so they were like eighteen dollars a minute for your first minute, twenty seven dollars each minute after. It's like, right. wait, it gets more expensive. Right. And like they, a minute. They, I mean, it was an amazing thing because you could, you know, one one number is like the Corey Feldman one nine hundred number where you could just talk about, you know, uh, you know, it was Jackie Harry, the joke man, Martin. Or yeah, or those. But one number different. It's like sex all the time, and like oh, they're yeah. just showing us over like over cartoons. I heard about like, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have all the, the same numbers. So it's like live every minute. So I never you know, ever called that and jerked off to it. <laughs> ever. I mean, that would just be ridiculous. Ridiculous. Right? Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> what is your mom saying, Linda? Linda, sure. What, go, what, read what she, she said. said uh, you dialed a Muppet all day long just to get Kermit. Um, <laughs> I think, I think, that mom, that's, I think that's my, my mom's code for saying I, uh, <laughs> I, get I, play, it. I played with the fruit. <laughs> I played with I the one it. I brought. Um, puppet. Yeah. I get it. All right, Linda. Thanks for that. I'm taking a second. Okay, and <laughs> um, and now back to this Batman thing. Yeah. Um, so it, they basically did a choose your own adventure video the way that they for like uh, 
uh, Bandersnatch and uh, that Kimmy Schmidt where you could choose your own mm-hmm. direction for the video. But since they don't have a platform, a DC platform that streams or was capable of it, even though they have HBO Max and um, uh, that DC Universe Online, the only way you could actually play the game and actually choose the, your own adventure is to buy the physical disc. Oh. Yeah. Oh, because they didn't have the tech. They don't have the tech because they don't have the platform and they didn't want to put it on Netflix first. So I bought it uh, on digital, not realizing that. And so now I have this really boring version where I could just watch four different versions of the same show because and they just put the the other pieces in it. Yeah. Oh, so basically it's not like you get the choices. You get to see what every choice is. Like if you chose this, you see this. If you chose this, you see this. Well, well, you know, you basically, it basically gives me four versions so that they put different choices in each one. They basically have the, he died, uh, he didn't die and he saved himself. Batman saved him. And then mm-hmm. like some other one where like, are some you going to get the disc? Sh- Fuck no. <laughs> I, no, it's so stupid. That's what's so stupid about it. I would never buy the disc and I'm not, this isn't going to force me into discs, but it's like, why would you create something on that medium? Like who put you in this position? Who hurt you DC? Listen, who hurt I, you? I think, you're not wrong. I think DC is, uh, they have not gotten it together. Not on this it, side. No, I mean, like, even with YouTube and you look at Doom Patrol, it's just lucky that they got that show on HBO Max. That show was done. Yep. Yeah, well, same. Yeah, they, they just, they don't know what they're doing with that stuff. They they make better, they make, make better animated and television content than Marvel does, or they have in the past, uh-huh. but they're not great at figuring out how to get all this stuff out there into the world. Okay, so let's, let's, uh, were we, were you good? I just was thinking about that when we were talking about it. So I just want to let you know. Oh, yeah, that's, that's the big thing. Okay, so before we get into, we'll get a little into Lovecraft, right? But before we do, I want to talk a little about this Bill Burr monologue on oh, yeah. Saturday night. So, so did you saw it? Oh yeah. You watched it? Oh yeah. All right. So, what'd you think? Because first I, of all, is he in well, trouble? I'm gonna put it up just so you guys can see it. We're not okay. gonna hear it, but um, I wanna I wanna have it up while we talk because it's he's pretty he's just a funny dude. Well, uh, I mean, look, he's one of the best out there. So let's not let, let, let's get into what. First of all, is he in trouble for this? Um, okay. Well, that's, that's the interesting question of it all. Right. My answer to you is no, I don't think so because he's Bill Burr. He's getting a lot of heat, but Bill Burr always gets a lot of heat. But he's not canceled. No, no. Bill Burr's not canceled. Well, and he's too big to be canceled. No, Louis CK is 10 times bigger than Bill Burr is currently. And Bill Burr's big right now, but he, people get canceled. Well, yeah, but those were for acts, not for words or words. Yeah, Louis C.K. didn't get canceled for his words. No, but you know, look at um, but look at J.K. Rowling got canceled for her words. What happened uh, with her? Oh, she said some pretty um inflammatory things about uh transgender not being uh gender, and that that uh, true feminist doesn't believe that uh women uh you know transgender women are women. Out loud? Oh yeah, in 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 what several f- writings. What is wrong with her? Oh, and and she doubled down on it like two or three times. So like, there's a big contingent of people who are uh, are still real mad at her. Yeah, no. I, I guess she figured I have enough money. I'll say whatever I want. I don't right. care. Yeah, but people are backing out of all the things. You know, it's it, That's the IP. Crazy they're almost, to they're say almost that. kicking out. They're almost kicking her out of her own IP at this point. Um, well, but, yeah, of course. I mean, what the hell do you think is going to happen if you say yeah. something that irresponsible? Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Bill Burr didn't even come close to this. No, no, so. no. And, and, and here's the <laughs> trick with what he said. And this is what Bill Burr's always been great at. And this is why I don't believe that he's canceled. Anything that he said, he said before one very recently on his podcast or anywhere else. And and two, all the things that he's saying that are provo- provocative in here aren't really provo- he He makes it sound like he's going to say one thing and he swerves onto a completely different joke. What did he really say? White women don't need to take over the woke movement from the people that really need it. And that they need to take their licks like the rest of us white people. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Okay. So let's break it. Let's break it down. I'll give you my, so your opinion is you dug it. I I thought it was hilarious. I, 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 I flinched a few times. I won't lie. I was like, Oh shit. Bill Burr's going to Bill Burr's just doing it right now. He's ready to go. He's done. He's like, I got an SNL and I'm finished. But then I, but as I listened to all the jokes and as I re-listened to it all, I truly believe like, that I think I saw a lot of people on the left specifically um, who real, you know, who were, you know, very cancelly culture kind of people going, that's funny. He didn't do anything. He, 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 he made it okay. feel like he was, but he didn't. Right. Okay. So um, I, I'm going to break it down a little. Okay. First thing I think is 
Bill Burr's a genius. Okay, I, I think across the board, even in uh, that King of Staten Island piece of garbage, I could watch him. Everything Bill Burr does, creating efforts for family, you know, Bill Burr is a button pusher, right? Mm -hmm. Let's automatically talk about the fact that Bill Burr is married to a black woman, mm -hmm. okay? So Bill Burr is a little different, right? This is a very woke guy. This is a very open guy. Now, let's not talk about Bill Burr. Let's talk about comedy. I am so glad there is still a place where art can say what art wants to say. Right. And Bill Burr has said, check it out. I'm going to make sure for everyone else, you still can. Yep. Okay. White women got pissed because he called them out yep. and he called us out. He said, take your licks with us. Take your talking to while we were the toxic, toxic masculinity. He sat next to us for the ride. Right. Yep. So take, he didn't say, he didn't leave anyone out of that. And yep. listen, if anyone really takes it literally, like Bill Burr didn't know what pride was, he's telling a joke. The guy's a craftsman. He's an artist. He's building a joke so people can understand how you walk into this thing that's a bigger thing. Oh, right. pride doesn't deserve the month of July. He didn't even say you don't deserve a month. No, he, he said just, just uh, I mean, and that's the whole thing, and that's where the joke where you start getting a little bit nervous. He's like, pride, but, but, but what he was actually saying is like, you didn't have slavery, and you get June, and they have to steal with cold February. Just give them July. He was just it's like saying like we – yeah, you just want warm months for everybody. <laughs> right. You right? could give them June and you get July, give them July, you get August. Like yeah. just yeah, yeah, let's let's have that equal. That's yeah. all he was saying. And you know, and and the line about, you know, white women just swung their Gucci booted booted feet over the fence. <laughs> what are you saying? They jumped the place in line? I mean, listen, I didn't have any problem with anything he said. I think this is what comedy is for. This is what stand up is for. Otherwise, yep. what's left? And if you'll remember, before Louis C.K. was canceled, he had hosted Saturday Night Live. Twice. And his mom, yeah, the second time, right? When he was at the, the zenith of his fame, right before he got canceled. And if you recall, we can go back to the news headlines or whatever. I'm sure they're there. I just remember people talking about how, oh, I can't believe what Louis C.K. said about child molestation on Saturday Night Live. It was the same exact record scratch moment. What are you looking for? Jason. Hello? I don't think Jason hears me anymore. I hear you. I'm listening. I, I just said, what are you looking for, Jason? Oh, I didn't hear Hello? that part. I heard the record scratch moment. I was listening. Yeah, okay, but so, I'm saying, what are you looking for? I was looking for just a couple different videos. Um, to okay, so the Louis C.K. thing, but again... Uh, this is what comedians do on Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live has always been this. This is what it's supposed to be. It's the not ready for primetime players. You know, like this is what Lauren Green started. So for me, Bill Burr, anyone Lauren, who Lauren got... Lauren Green? What did See, I say? I listen to you every... I only listen Bonanza. to you when Bonanza, Lauren. I did, right? <laughs> I did Bonanza and it's Lauren Michaels. Yeah. Right. But God bless Lauren Green. Yeah. Hell yeah. Right? God I mean, bless. Yeah. Everyone. Think about that. Bonanza. Watch that. I don't know if it holds up Yeah, I mean, by the way, the Ponderosa? I mean, come yeah. on. That's Ponderosa. that's ripe for a remake. Guarantee you that's going to be remade in the next year to year and a half tops. Ponderosa Ranch is up in Tahoe, and so that was one of the things you always got, like uh, uh, like TV videos. Like, you got Action Park. We got, come to the Ponderosa Ranch. <laughs> by the way, that and Gunsmoke are going to be the two big remakes of 2022. Mark like my that. words. I like it. I said it here. Okay, so again, I, I think, but but meanwhile, he's in trouble. He's in hot water. I think it's all just building the Bill Burr stock. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I, I guess that he is, but I don't really think he's in that much trouble. I don't see, you know, he's, what he's a do? guy. Well, it's not even what did he do. It's that his fans already know who he is and what he was going to do. And it's not nothing unexpected from the people who like him. And he really didn't say anything that was super far. He, he, he stretched boundaries without saying anything bad. He just made it feel that way. And, you know, if people are going to get that hung up. It's just a matter of, it's a matter of wanting. It's a matter of looking to find things like if, if and, and, and I, I don't want to say this and, and I, I, this is going to come across like, especially, you know, two white guys, like as a scholar said, two middle-aged white guys talk about white things. Yeah. Um, but, but I, I really long. mean this, but if you can't have him say that and any of those things, then don't, don't put another white host on SNL, on not SNL. another comedian. Right. At all. Period. Full stop. He's a comedian. If he can't tell jokes about what's going on in the world, period, 
without everybody getting really mad and he has to go like just super like Seinfeldy, like what's the deal with peanuts <laughs> then don't put them on just put other people on and that's okay too but like you can't be afraid of somebody saying anything that's not exactly what you want to hear and that's what i agree with I, I think this is why we have art you know it's supposed yep. to push your buttons it's supposed to make you uncomfortable and uh, it's not always supposed to be all warm and fuzzy it just isn't even if it's making you laugh Lenny Bruce didn't, uh, you know, he wasn't warm and fuzzy. Nope. Even before well, I mean, he had his legal problems. Look at Chappelle, man. And some of the stuff that he's put out in that, that, that little thing he did just recently, um, mm. the, the Ohio special, even the stuff before then he said a lot of stuff people didn't want to hear. And there's a lot of stuff that he said that I don't agree with, um, you know, uh, that, but he's funny and like, you know, but he's not afraid to say things that make you think, Yeah, he, you know, and, and some of the things saying, that make you think, make you think. Hey, Dave, you need to change your opinion on that stuff. But a lot of things are like, okay, I understand. Right. But he's saying someone's side, you know, and that's the point of art. Every, you know, listen, there are white supremacists, right? Who I hate, right? And, and despise everything. I don't like hate, but you know, there are people, they still yeah. in our you're country. Allowed, I just want to let you know, you, you don't have to like hate, but you're, it's okay for you to hate white supremacists. I really right. do hate them. So, <laughs> so, so that being said though, you know, I still support their right to go protest and go yeah. stand in front of a, a fucking courthouse and say, you know, kill Jews because mm -hmm. that's the country we live in. And the second we lose that right, I, I support Mel Gibson's right to, to make, you know, uh, the temptation of the Christ, no matter how anti-Semitic I thought it was, mm -hmm. right? Because not everyone agrees with me and that's exactly how it's supposed to be. Yeah. That is, that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah, At least here. To. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we have nine fucking streaming services. And none of them can make a deal except Apple. Right. Which always confuses me. It's like, there's not even the biggest one that everybody can make a deal with. Really? Like Bill Gates can't even make a deal, but uh, Apple can. Yep. I mean, you got to say Apple won. Apple's won. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day, Microsoft bailed out Apple once upon a time. It's funny, funny to think about all that. Remember stuff. Remember that? Yeah, I yeah. remember. And Steve Jobs though. I remember. Pancreatic cancer, you know, all that money can't save you. That's right. I mean, you know, and, and the technology is still moving forward. And they got a guy who looks like Steve Jobs now giving keynotes. Yeah. Oh, Tim Cook. That guy. I mean, they're like, who can we cast that looks exactly like Steve in this so role? And we're going to walk him through the halls, put a sweater on him, put a sweater on him, give him some glasses. He didn't used to wear glasses, you know, before he took that. Job. Oh, Tim didn't? No, I'm making that up. <laughs> That'd be freaking awesome. <laughs> I'm making that. I know. You know what? It wouldn't be crazy. I mean, by the way, I, we only have a few minutes left. Um, but I'd like to jump maybe a little. Did you have anything you wanted to ask? Oh no, I think up? that we. I think we're both on the same page. With so all yeah, this stuff. Uh, the new episode of Lovecraft. Sunday night, right? You watched it. Oh yeah, I watched it. Right, and uh, as you know, the last episode I did not love. You know, I liked it, right. right? I didn't love it. It was one of those episodes like we talked about where it's like the have-to-have have episode. Wait, wait, what are you doing there, buddy? I'm just listening to you. I was looking at something, but I was listening to you. I was letting you talk. You say, if I don't interrupt you every two minutes, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I just... Uh, I, I was know. fixing something real quick. It was just a technical thing that I was fixing. Oh, I like, see. This is what he does. By the way, Jason's always working. And so I'm, saying, I'm just being a brat. So, so this being said, I did not love it, but we agreed that it was the kind of have to have episode, all these things are getting pieced together. You know, Hippolyta is going to come back. We're going to, you know, we're going to see what is, uh, what we're staring down the barrel of for nine and 10. Right. Nine to me was, uh, maybe the best episode of the season. I, I, and I keep saying that because every episode to me outside of maybe the one right before this is the, my favorite episode. Well, the it's, one so where we met the Korean girl, yep. that origin story was my favorite until nine. Nine to me. Okay, so spoiler alerts, right? Anyone who hasn't watched Nine yet should probably turn this off right now and come back. The ending yep. of Nine, that protection beast, that's the best thing I've seen. And Misha Green directed this episode. So did it Nine? But uh, it, so you're talking about the, the the monster that came in and, and protected him from the, uh, that was Eight, right? Yeah, right. So the end of Eight, which end I did eight. not love, that ending of Eight was, what the hell? Like, like it blew my mind. Right. When that monster stood up in front of him and then just started killing everybody. All the so cops, good. It was the best. I was like, okay, that is, and Misha, Misha Green directed that one. Okay. 
I'm pretty sure. I, I don't, you know, how I get these wrong. I know how you get those wrong. Right. But then nine. This this one to me was where I felt like everything had uh, achieved liftoff. Oh, I mean, this is this is what you've been waiting for. Like I said, this is the buildup. Everybody's in, we're all working together. We've all formed like Voltron. We've all got our superpowers. We all understand each other, kind of thing. But it paid off the Jackie Robinson because remember, it opens with the Jackie Robinson thing and him having that dream of how Jackie Robinson showed up out of nowhere because his dad told him that story. I got it. I got it or whatever. I'll take care of you. No, I got you, kid. I got you, kid. That's yeah. it. After he, you know, beats up all the uh, the white guys in the massacre, and to find out it was him, I didn't see that coming. Nope. I didn't see it coming at all, which is the best thing because it's such an, it's exactly what you expect to have happen, right? If you're really, really thinking about it, it's like, here, how do I tie this back? Of course, they're the the people that beat up the people, right? Of course they are. But the way they did it was so good. It really was. And and what we do know, because he's been hearing this story his whole life, we know it doesn't change anything. Right. It doesn't change anything. Right. He was allowed to go do that. It was like a free pass to go kill all those people. Well, right, because you know he it didn't change the things that were supposed to be changed, and 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 exactly. it, because it was him and not his father doing it, it also didn't. Yeah, it didn't move the direction he expected it to. Everything kind of worked out the way it worked out. Okay, but I'm going to ask you this: Did Omar make you cry? Oh, did Omar make me cry, man? Yeah, dude, yeah. that was yeah. Omar's such an interesting cat, man, because I expect <sighs> him to be like one of those guys who's like too macho to be able to play these characters. Wow. Wow. He is beyond amazing. amazing. So we have to go. We're going to get back, right? We're, we're over time. Right. Now. We're over. Yep. Okay, we, we're at one minute Lakers. and 20 seconds. Yes. All right. By the way, we didn't say anything, but I'm very happy the Lakers won. All right. So until our next episode, manana. See, I didn't say tomorrow. Oh, I said it. Wait, we can talk right. about the vow tomorrow because I, I watched the vow yesterday. made me mad. Wait, but actually, I, no guest Wednesday? No, or are we yes, staying I, on Friday? I don't know. We'll see. All right. Let's see. We have a surprise. All right, we'll figure it out tomorrow. So until our next episode, everybody, stay safe, stay sane, stay strong. Jason Smith. Cliff Dorfman. Love you, everybody. Bye. Oh, there it is. <laughs>